In this Kundalini Q&A segment, we're taking a deep dive into the topic of drugs and Kundalini. We'll explore a little bit about psychedelics, magic mushrooms. We'll talk a little bit about the history of, of things like yoga and uh, the relationship between, uh, you know, plant medicine, hallucinogens, and, you know, psychedelics and things like that around the world. And I'll share a little bit about my experience, my personal interest in these matters. We'll talk a little bit about doubting your own experience, you know, whether you had uh, a Kundalini awakening or any kind of spiritual awakening that involved drugs or psychedelics. We'll talk a little bit about, uh, you know, like I said, the doubt, maybe other people doubting you and how to manage these things. We'll go deep into this topic. Uh, I got this question from Chantilly Lace on Instagram. So one of the best places to reach me right now, Instagram at Brent Spirit. You can also reach me by email info at brentspirit.com if you have a question about your spiritual awakening or kundalini awakening process. So this question from Chantilly Lay says, is a drug-induced kundalini awakening as credible as one that isn't? So before we get into that, I just want to invite you to check out brentspirit.com for more free content. I've got some courses coming out that are going to dive deep into uh, topics like how to integrate Kundalini Awakening into your life, how to embody it, how to ground that energy. Maybe you had an experience through psychedelics and you know, you're know you all over the place now. A lot of energy was, was activated within you and you want to learn how to embody that. Well, this course that I'm putting out is going to cover this. Also got a course coming out uh, on Kundalini Awakening itself. We're going to go deep in a very structured way. Uh, all new content, so uh, you can look out for that. Links will be in the description once it's out. So let's dive right into this now. So Chantilly Lace, like I said, she asks, is a drug-induced Kundalini awakening as credible as one that isn't? Of course it is. Of course it is as credible as a one that isn't. Any type of Kundalini awakening, no matter the context, circumstances, it is credible. Whether you were on drugs, whether it was in a dream, whether it was, you know, God knows whether whether it was through Shaktipat, you know, encountering another person with, with awakened Kundalini, all credible, all valid, all should be treated in the same way, which is with respect, curiosity, surrender, willingness to to work with, with the process. So even though it was on drugs, it was by no means, you know, it's, if your awakening happened on drugs, it was by no means just a fleeting, you know, hallucination that has no implications on the rest of your life moving forward, like quite literally the rest of your life. The next days, weeks, months, years, decades of your life will all be impacted by the awakening, no matter how it happened, even if it happened, you know, in some sort of psychedelic drug induced experience. So we'll explore this a little bit. So, you know, if we go back in history, psychedelics, um, plant medicine have always been a part of, of spiritual exploration, you know, mystical journeying, uh, the journey of, of self-discovery, transcendentalism, whatever you want to call it. And and um, around the world, there's been, you know, people that have approached spirituality with the use of using nature to support it. And oftentimes it involved ingesting, you know, plants from nature, right? To have these expansive states of consciousness come online, these expansive mystical experiences, to be able to tune in and work with the energy in very direct, you know, almost like surgical ways to see the different chakras and the nadis, to have incredible clarity to support people in meditation, um, you know, to, to heal and feel connected and feel oneness. All of these plants, drugs, psychedelics, whatever you want to call it, hallucinogens, they were always a part of, of uh, some sort of, uh, you know, the roots of spiritual exploration. And so the people that were using them back then, you know, in conjunction with their sadhana, in conjunction with their spiritual practice, whether it was, you know, meditation or shamanism or yoga or, or uh, you know, whatever it was, really, some form of devotion to a higher power, uh, you know, 
these are the roots uh, of most paths. And, um, you know, so of course, if you have an awakening today that involves psychedelics or drugs or plant medicine, of course, it's credible. Absolutely. Of course. Because if you look into the history, like I'm saying, of, of most of the uh, the original teachings and, and uh, the original um, traditions, you'll find somewhere or another there were some psychedelics involved or the people that, uh, you know, kind of founded the the original paths you know had some uh some encounters with the with the teachings so with with the teachings of the plants and then began to share it with other people so if we look to uh, india if we look to uh some of the the very old vedic texts they speak of a substance which they describe as soma right and, and it's a little unclear about what exactly soma is what 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 plant it would be or what substance it would be but it's very clear that it, you know it's a psychedelic substance it's a drug it's you know some sort of plant medicine probably a mushroom right and and they talk about you know consuming this in conjunction with you know engaging some sort of spiritual practice in a ritualistic manner and and having you know mystical experiences self-realization you know experiencing oneness with god yoga that sort of thing and, and this is a very complicated, deep, mysterious thing, and I don't know too much about it, but I do know that it's it's very obvious. You know, a lot of uh, yoga has its roots in in you know some some plant medicine for sure, right? And so we see the the, um, the throughout history the cow or, or you know sacred animals that you know we see today that are very sacred and revered, like in Hinduism, the cow. It's because without cows, there's no mushrooms. It's one way of looking at it. It's just a perspective. I know this can be argued and, you know, you can you know, argue till the cows come home, you could say. But, um, you know, without cows, there's no, um, you know, cow dung, which is the material on which these mushrooms would grow. And I think it's very interesting that, you know, you've got to humble yourself to eat a mushroom that grew on, you know, a turd. If you really want to, you know, know God in this way, it's not the only way of knowing God through psychedelics. Of course not. You know, you don't need to. Most people don't, in fact. But, um, you know, it's interesting to see the connections here. Even in Christianity, there is some pretty strong, interesting arguments that, uh, you know, the, the whole tradition was was based around uh, like it was like a mushroom cult, you could say, you know, there's symbols of, of the body of Christ. It's it's symbolic of of consuming something to experience union with god you know communion holy communion you eat this bread that has been blessed and then you're supposed to you know symbolically or metaphorically or spiritually experience communion with god and that's why within the church the catholic church it's so so sacred to have this body of christ right which is just a it's quote unquote just a wafer right it's a wafer that's been blessed um but what does that symbolize what does that look like right it looks like somebody consuming a psychoactive substance with the intention of experiencing union with the divine. Now, what does Kundalini do? It, ex you know, it takes you through the process towards experiencing union with the divine, right? So we see it there again in Christianity. It's there in, in, in Hinduism um, at its roots, you know, you could say. Um, of course, this is going to all be argued. You know, some may say I'm speaking blasphemy here and, you know, that's fine. It's, it's fine. They likely have never... You know, eaten uh, a mushroom had uh, a genuine lived experience of God, and that's okay, no problem. Not everybody has to. It's not for everybody. It's it's um, pretty intense, uh, powerful stuff that should be treated with great respect and reverence. You know, not just like um, something casual. But uh, anyway, there's um, 
a book here. I actually haven't read it, so uh, you know maybe I shouldn't be talking about it, but I think some might find interest in it. It's called The Sacred Mushroom and the Cross by John M. Allegro. You can see the uh, graphic there is uh, a series of mushrooms, and around it there is the snake. Right? Of course, that is symbolic of Kundalini. And um, John uh, puts together an argument here that, uh, you know, uh, Christianity was, like I said, it was probably had a lot to do with, with mushrooms. Now, of course, you know, you could say, I'm sure some of this can be debunked and disproven and blah, 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 but whatever. But it's just an interesting, you know, thing to consider, right? Uh, on the back of the book here, there's an interesting line. It says, to the mystic, it was the divinely given means of entering heaven. God had come down in the flesh to show the way to himself by himself. And this divinely given means was, of course, the mushroom. So something interesting to consider. Of course, you know, shamans, this is how they work, right? It's not all shamans per se. Shaman is a pretty broad topic, but there's a very, uh, you know, serious uh, shaman, there's some very serious shamanistic uh, rituals and practices that involve plant medicine that involve working with the energies within the body, which some may call kundalini. Of course, you know, a shaman does, isn't necessarily going to use the word kundalini because that's uh, comes out of yoga. You know, maybe there's a, a shaman that's, you know, from South America per se. So they'll have different words in different language, but they use these drugs for spiritual exploration and it's all in line with what, you know, the kundalini process is about. So, you know, we have, we've got ayahuasca. A lot of people describe, you know, experiencing kundalini phenomena or kundalini awakening on ayahuasca, right? It's a, it's a drug, it's plant medicine. Ayahuasca comes from the jungle. I think there's very strong themes about ayahuasca being like a, a very feminine in essence. Of course, that is synonymous with kundalini. Um, you know, if we look at some of the great spiritual teachers of our time, um, mo most notable, we could say Ram Das. You know, here's Ram Das. He's, uh, you know, very, uh, you could say, somewhat um, well put together Jewish Harvard professor. Back in, I think, the 50s or 60s, they begin to they come across psilocybin, magic mushrooms. And this is before anybody really knew much about this, except the people that were working with it, you know, like in, in the jungle and whatnot. And, you know, and of course, uh, the the, uh, the yogis and whatnot. But the mainstream had no idea about this. So there was, it wasn't illegal per se. And so, you know, Ram Das just some mushrooms, right? He's a psychology professor. He's interested in these things. And he starts having these like ego death experiences, a total, total dissolution. You know, he's having spiritual experiences and, and they changed his life. Right. And you wouldn't be able to say, you know, oh, that was his drugs. Uh, you know, back then, I think he, his name was uh, Rupert. Uh, you want to say, oh, that was just drugs, buddy. Uh, you know, it doesn't mean anything. No, like this changed his life. And he's a Harvard psychology professor that realized he doesn't know what the hell is going on anymore. It was that significant for him. And then, of course, they began to explore LSD and, and eventually he finds his way over to uh, India and he, he uh, you know, he meets his guru. He gives uh, Neem Karoli Baba, who, of course, is, you know, he's an avatar. He's a great saint. He's, you know, gone through Kundalini Awakening or, you know, came in this life with already awakened Kundalini, however you want to talk, talk about it. You know, he gives Neem Karoli Baba like a, a dose of acid, right? Psychedelic, a very powerful psychedelic. He gives him like a dose that would, you know, put a lot of people out like it's very very powerful dose and you know for multiple people and and neem Karoli baba maharaji takes this and, and and quite literally nothing happens to him he's just so um you know so conscious that you know it doesn't have any effect on him and he tells ram ram das he tells him you know oh yogis have known about this medicine for a long time you know we've known about this you know you've just discovered it you know you come from the west you just discovered it we've known about this yeah 
no big deal. But, you know, it's, it, they've known about this this medicine, right? These types of psychedelics, right? Of course, Ram Dass went on to have a Kundalini awakening himself. Whether it happened to him specifically during a mushroom trip or not, I can't say. During an acid trip or not, I can't say. But what we can say is that his spiritual journey was, you know, sparked by psychedelics. And to me, and this is an idea I'm still playing with a little bit. I, I haven't really uh, been able to articulate it well. But basically, the entire spiritual journey is Kundalini awakening. So the moment he, he began, that was a kundalini process. Same with me, you know, my spiritual awakening journey, I sat in meditation, I looked inwards immediately. The, from the first time I sat and looked inwards, my spine began to, you know, move around and I had these kriyas and I didn't know what was happening, but that was this, the beginning of my spiritual awakening journey and kundalini awakening. I don't think the two are separate. I don't think that there is a spiritual awakening without kundalini. So just uh, clarify that. I know I'm all over the place here. I'm just kind of throwing stuff out, just... Just talking in the flow here. Um, so throughout my journey, plant medicine has been a, a very meaningful part of it. Not in the past past many years, but um, Kundalini awakening for me, like the moment of Kundalini rising for me took place during a mushroom trip. And it was very intense, very intense, but very incredible, very incredible. And, and following the experience, there was a lot of, difficulty turbulence energetic instability um, fallout you could say a lot of being energetically ungrounded and uh, I, I attribute that to you know the awakening happening to me during a, a psychedelic trip now that doesn't mean that you know that this just happened to me out of nowhere i was doing a lot of intense sadhana leading up to this a lot of intense you know, sober meditation a lot of intense study of different texts and contemplation and inquiry um, you know, very, very dedicated to my spiritual path. And that set me up, you know, to have this incredible experience on the mushrooms. And so, you know, I have an incredible reverence and respect and, and gratitude and appreciation for uh, these, you know, these great uh, gifts from the earth. Um, but with that said, I'm not like a, you know, one of those, those people, I'm not a shaman. I'm not a people that facilitates, you know, trips per se. Um, I actually don't recommend that people um, use plant medicine to, you know, awaken kundalini. I think there are far better, safer, smoother methods, such as you know, simple meditation, devotion, uh, loving kindness, surrender, you know, doing some shadow work. I think all of those are very, very sustainable uh, um, ways to go through kundalini awakening that won't be so debilitating for some because my process, you know, once it awakened, it was like so, so intense so so intense after that uh, for a little while and i've seen this with many people you know they, they they approach plant medicine psychedelics with the intention of having some spiritual exploration or not and energetically they just become very ungrounded you know experiencing things like mania and psychosis depersonalization um, incredible anxiety and on top of that they think okay i did you know some drugs so like you know was i just making all of this up am i gone crazy did the drugs ruin my brain etc cetera, etc cetera. and so a lot of doubt can arise if you have spiritual experiences on psychedelics because, you know, it's very easy to dismiss it by saying, ah, this was just a hallucination. So if this happens to be, you know, the type of experience that you're having, you know, you had an awakening on, on psychedelics and, and you're like, maybe I was just tripping out. Well, I invite you to consider, you know, what are the implications of that awakening in your sober life in the years, months, weeks, days that follow, you know? Are you, are you going through a purification process, which is very typical of those who go through Kundalini awakening, whether there was drugs involved or not? 
Do you feel like you're, you know, having an open heart? Are you experiencing other other signs or so-called symptoms of what we call Kundalini awakening? If so, well, then you could probably, you know, say, you know, with confidence that you're in a Kundalini awakening. That's credible. You know, this was your words here, Chantilly Lace. You asked, is a drug-induced Kundalini awakening as credible as one that isn't? Well, you know, you can find ways to make it credible by looking at what your experience is. Forget about, you know, the, the trip you had now in the weeks, months that follow. What's your experience? Are you having all the signs and symptoms of a typical Kundalini awakening? Maybe you can, and you know, uh, just turn inwards and see. Maybe you'll get some guidance. Maybe your Kundalini is online and it will, you know, res respond to you if you if you check in with it. So just because it's happening on plant medicine doesn't mean it's, it's not credible. Don't let anybody talk you out of it. Like I said, uh, some of the most original mystics were all, were all uh, tripping on this stuff because back then there wasn't all this, you know, all this stuff about... Um, you know, legalization and, and all this, you know, the war on drugs and all that kind of stuff. People were free and, and you know, just exploring these things. And of course, if you take these, these, these mushrooms, you have an incredible experience, you feel incredible love, bliss, you know, of course, like, you know, everyone's going to, you know, want to want to explore them and figure them out. And, and that's why people were able to become very astute at understanding them. Today, a lot of this knowledge has been lost because, you know, we've, we've shut ourselves off, you know, with, with uh, the war on drugs and, and, uh, and whatnot uh, in the in the 70s and 60s and whatever but um you know the things are, are coming back online a lot of people are are turning to uh the wisdom of these plants and and uh you know there's a lot of studies coming out that are showing these are powerful things that have potential to heal um some places i think uh there maybe are you know some some uh some healing sessions being facilitated by professionals licensed professionals and this is like really great great things that are happening here and i think it coincides with the ascension that's happening on the planet. I think it coincides with this acceleration that we're seeing more and more people awakening. And it will also help us to understand a little bit more about, you know, the 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 power of these plants so that we can help people that, you know, maybe had an awakening, you know, maybe they were just partying and suddenly they're having an awakening and their whole life is turned upside down. And, and you know, not a lot of people are able to really help them and understand what they're going through. They don't really understand the connection between plant medicine and spiritual awakening and how to bridge the gap and integrate it or even more specifically plant medicine and kundalini right so uh, like i said i'm putting together a course not specifically about plant, uh, plant medicine and drugs and whatnot but about grounding and embodiment and this course will have all the material to to help you to learn how to bring your awakening into the body if it happened in a way that's really destabilized you energetically and for the most part most people that have awakenings on psychedelics they're very, very energetically destabilized. So this course is going to dive deep into this. And it's, it's a topic that, you know, like I said, I've got some great, uh, I've had some incredible experiences and, and it's, it's very, very meaningful for me because, you know, all of the things I'll be sharing in that course I've lived and I've, uh, you know, learned through talking to other people that were living it as well. So, you know, other people as well, they may doubt your experience. You know, you may say I had a Kundalini awakening. It was on magic mushrooms or on LSD or on weed or something. And they may say, ah, oh, yeah, right. That was just a hallucination. And that might bother you because, you know, you've got this, this very easy way for people to dismiss you, right? Because you were on drugs, right? They'll say, hi, buddy, you were on drugs. Like, shut up. You're just making this up. Like, you were hallucinating. And you're, you know, you're like, yeah, but that was, you know, last year and I'm still experiencing this, this phenomenon, this awakening experience is still ongoing. And, and they will say, ah, oh, you're, you know, they'll just shut you out. Right. And I understand, you know, I mean, this is kind of awakening that I had. So I know exactly what you mean. What I would say to people in this position is, hey, look, even if you had an awakening in meditation sober, these people would probably still doubt you anyway. 
you probably wouldn't be able to convince them anyway. They would find something else to, you know, make you uh, feel feel invalidated. And and I've got a whole talk on this. It's called talking about Kundalini with friends and family. And it's mainly because, you know, if you don't have this experience yourself, it's very difficult for a person to accept it, acknowledge it, um, take it in, you know, let it, uh, you know, to validate another person, you know, and that makes sense, right? This is so far out, you know, we're talking about snake energy and kundalini awakening it's just so far out and ridiculous right so we can't expect people to believe us let alone you know validate us especially if it happened on drugs we just got to just got to accept that um it's very personal sacred and uh private affair you could say and other people don't necessarily need to support us per se okay i know it's not easy to hear but it's just what i've learned you know I've tried to convince people that weren't experiencing this themselves about all this. It uh, doesn't always work out and usually does not. If there are people in your life that believe you, great, cherish them, celebrate them. You're very lucky because many people do not have people like that in their lives. So, you know, I hope uh, that answers your question here. Is a drug-induced Kundalini awakening as credible as one that isn't? Of course it is. Of course it is. This is my type of awakening. And... You know, I'm here doing this work, stable, feeling confident. I wish the same for you, no matter where you are on your journey, no matter how your awakening took place, whether it was through breath work, meditation, in a dream even, even if it happened in a dream, just as credible, just as credible, okay? Keep all of this in mind. Don't let people talk you out of your direct personal experience. They don't have that much power unless you give to them. So I hope this has been a meaningful response. Like I said, I know it's a little all over the place, but uh, fun one, fun topic. Maybe in the future, I'll dive more into it. But for now, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks so much for the questions, Chantilly Lace. If you got a question for me, you can reach me on Instagram at Brent Spirit, info at brentspirit.com via email. Like I said, courses coming out, free content, uh, eBooks, audiobooks, videos, blogs, more stuff all about Kundalini on my website, brentspirit.com. If you'd like to learn how to meet with me one-on-one, if this is meaningful work for you and you'd like to make a donation, it's also appreciated and you can find more at brentspirit.com. Until next time, much love and peace. Mm-hmm.